Lecture Topic 24th Ramadan Asar A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitanir Rajeem Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu la yashar qawmun min qawmin asa an yakunu khayran minhum wala wala nisa'un min nisa'in asa an yakunna khayran minhum wala talmizu anfusakum wala tanabazu bil alqab bi'salismul fusuqu ba'dal iman wa man lam yatub fa'ulaika humud zalimun sadaqallahu alazim in this ayat of the Quran Sharif, the aspects that bring about a disruption in the peace and harmony between people, three such aspects have been forbidden. As we have been discussing that this is a very very important aspect of Mu'asharat which the Quran Sharif is teaching us, which Rasulullah has highlighted that as far as possible every effort is to be made to maintain the peace, the harmony, the good relationship and to refrain totally from all such things that bring about disunity, dissension, brings about enmity, causes people to now start harboring malice and ill-feeling for one another. So all such things are to be totally refrained from. Three aspects mentioned here are such that these tend to and in fact lead to such situations where people start harboring ill-feelings, it creates malice, enmity, it provokes anger, makes people become upset and it, one thing then leads to another this then becomes a big problem in society it starts off with a problem between two individuals and then from individuals this then becomes a problem between a bigger group so all this then leads to this whole peace and happiness and this good relationship between people all being disrupted and upset and that doesn't finish off there, when that becomes a situation as discussed yesterday, it's not just confined to the relationship between two people, it starts affecting their deen. That is why Rasulullah said, فَإِنَّ فَسَادَ الْفَسَادَ فَسَادَ ذَاتِ الْبَيْنِهِ الْحَالِقَ This is a shaver, it shaves off the deen of a person. So in any case, this Ayat of the Quran Sharif, the first part Allah Ta'ala says, O you who believe, La yashar qawmum min qawmin asa ayyakunu khayram minhum. That no group of men should mock, no men should mock other men. Perhaps those who are being mocked are better than you. Perhaps those who are being mocked are better than them, better than those who are doing the mocking. Now the word qawm, in the actual meaning of the word, it is used for men, it is used for males. But in the Quran Sharif, there are many, many 
instances where the word qawm is used but it is used in a general manner without any distinction of male or female it is used for everyone like many other places in the Quran Sharif the male gender is used but everybody is addressed but there are some instances where separately the females are addressed and among those instances is this that qawm for the males is first used and then wala nisa min nisa'in asa ayyakunna khayram minhun likewise no woman should mock any other woman perhaps the other women who are being mocked are better than them so though the general manner in which the Quran Sharif addresses everybody is in one at one time the women are also addressed in the same address that the men are addressed but here this is separated to show that look this number one is a matter of how people relate to one another so by and large this will be the situation in a Muslim society that the men would be interacting with the men and the woman would be interacting with the woman there is not going to be this general intermingling it's not going to happen so therefore in the circle of men the men should not mock one another the circle of women they should not mock one another the situation where there would be some interaction with mahrams but generally this is not what happens when there is a good relationship between mahrams but in the broader circle these things happen so this is one lesson that is also very clear here because this deals with how people interact with one another so therefore this address has been separated otherwise the address is one for everybody meaning the male gender is used but then everybody is addressed in the same thing so this intermingling obviously is a major problem it leads to it's forbidden to start off with and it leads to numerous sins and vices it corrupts the whole society so Allah Ta'ala has forbidden this and forbidden it in a way that nobody is left with any space to make any excuse for themselves nobody has any space to try and make himself or herself an exception this is a separate topic it's not related directly to the discussion of this ayat but since this is one of these are one of the points that the Mufassirin have mentioned on this occasion so just to digress a little bit, to just discuss this matter, that this intermingling, this interaction with non-mahrams, this has been expressly forbidden and in such a manner in the Quran Sharif that it doesn't leave any room for anybody to make any kind of exception for themselves. And this is in the ayat of the Quran Sharif where Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala addresses the Sahaba Ikiram. The Sahaba Ikram, after the Anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam, the highest rank that any human beings enjoy is the rank of the Sahaba Ikram. And after the Sahaba, the whole Ummah put together with all the numerous great awliya that have passed in every era and 
the tabi'een included in this, the tabi tabi'een and the muhaddisin and the mufassireen and the mujahideen and the muballigheen and all the people of deen, everybody put together, they all together cannot come to the rank of the lowest sahabi, all combined. The rest of the ummah combined, they cannot reach the rank of the lowest ranking sahabi. Now this is the maqam of the sahaba ikram. This is their position, their status. This is that band of people who Allah Ta'ala declared for them in the Quran Sharif, radiyallahu anhum wa radu'an. Allah is pleased with them, they are pleased with Allah Ta'ala. Now they are being addressed. So now on the one side is this group of sahaba who are being addressed. And they are being addressed in reference to whom? In reference to none other than the azwaj mutahharat. Their very names are coupled with the title of Mutahharat, the pure and chaste wives of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, the Ummahatul Mu'minin, the mothers of the Ummad. But since they are not the biological mothers of the Ummad, the mothers of the Ummad they are in terms of their ihtiram. Their respect is beyond the respect that anybody's mother has for him and he has for his mother. Their respect is even greater than that. So, just as a person will have the utmost respect for his mother, the mother has a very high maqam and a very high position. So, these are the Ummahatul Mu'mineen, the mothers of the entire Ummah, in terms of their honor, their respect, their very high status and position. So, on the one side, the address is the Sahaba Ikrama being addressed, and with reference to none other than the Azwaj Mutahharat. And Allah Ta'ala addresses them and says, وَإِذَا سَأَلْتُمُوهُنَّ مَتَاعًا فَاسْأَلُوهُنَّ مِنْ وَرَاءِ حِجَابٍ If you have to ask any need from them, then you do it from behind the veil, behind the curtain, never directly. Now, the more one ponders over this, it is, this is the balagat of the Qur'an Sharif, and this is only kalamullah that can uh, present a lesson of this nature in this manner. It's only Allah Ta'ala's kalam. This is Mawjiz. If somebody had to be asked to explain or, or express and highlight the importance of this injunction, there will be many, many ways to try and explain it. But this is Allah Ta'ala's kalam. Allah Ta'ala is saying to the Sahaba that if you have to ask anything of need, then though it is the Azwaj Mutahharat, they are your mothers in terms of the respect and the position and honor that they enjoy. But don't do this without this curtain in between. It will be from behind this veil. So this, the exclusion of this veil and curtain is for a mahram. Besides the mahram, this applies to everybody. And here Allah Ta'ala is addressing the Sahaba with reference to the Azwaj Mutahharat. Now if it was just stopped at this point, that too was sufficient for the injunction. And it's Allah Ta'ala's command, when it's Allah Ta'ala's command, then what's, there's no room for any ifs and buts and why. But the Quran Sharif is not just a, a book of law. This is the law and you go ahead with it. This is the instruction and you make sure you do it. No, no. 
this is the book of law in the sense that it gives the law as well. Allah Ta'ala has given us his ahkam. But this is the book of law which has been presented with utmost affection. One is the dry book of law. This is the law and you don't do this, you're a criminal. And this is what you have to do. And this is what you don't do. And that's it. And that's where it finishes off. Quran Sharif is not a book of dry law. The ahkam are certainly there. But it is filled with Allah Ta'ala's shafqat and his muhabbat and full of compassion and full of affection and that command has been given but out of this affection Allah Ta'ala further adds on and gives us that what is the benefit of this command so that this insan will understand and he will take it to heart Allah Ta'ala says ذَلِكُمْ أَطْهَرُ لِقُلُوبِكُمْ وَقُلُوبِهِمْ that this is the command but I am your maker I have created you I have created your heart I have created the feelings in your heart and Allah Ta'ala's infinite hikmat and wisdom is in everything Allah Ta'ala created insan with those feelings because that's also part of the infinite hikmat and the wisdom of Allah Ta'ala but having created insan and Allah knows best what insan is all about so Allah Ta'ala gave insan the protection as well that look this is now your safeguard and this is your protection this barrier this veil this refraining from this intermingling this free interaction this is purer for your hearts and their hearts now again to bring to mind who is being spoken to and with reference to whom till qiyamat Nobody can come one fraction close to these people. Nobody can come one single fraction close to them. And Allah Ta'ala is saying, this is purer for your hearts and their hearts. Allah Ta'ala didn't say, Na'uzubillah, that there's any impurity in the hearts. But Allah Ta'ala still says that this, maintaining this is purer for your hearts and their hearts. So now somebody can come in the 20th century and he can claim, no, my heart is clean. My heart is very, very clean. I don't have any issues. The Quran Sharif is denying his claim. So this has, till Qiyamah, not left any space for anybody to make any exception for himself. Whoever it might be, wherever it might be, whichever corner of the world it might be, and whichever century in time it might be. So this is an extremely important aspect, a very, very important lesson. And Unfortunately, sometimes because how things go, the manner in which uh, things gradually start shifting, deteriorating and things that are wrong start becoming the norm, start becoming the standard in family circles, in, in society. So then people can't even think about it. It sounds very very far-fetched how can this be and if somebody decides that this is what they want to uphold then they are looked at as if something is wrong with them one is that a person is not fulfilling something that is bad enough person is not doing something 
something which the command, is a command of Allah Ta'ala, is a command of the Quran Sharif, Rasulullah has instructed it, and a person is, due to his weakness, he is not fulfilling it, he is not upholding it, that is a sin, it's a major problem, it's a serious matter, and it's bad enough. But far worse than that is, that a person starts to trying to trivialize that. No, no, this is not such a serious matter. Person starts trying to justify the wrong in some way. Person starts trying to just explain it away in some way as if it doesn't apply to him. That is an extremely dangerous thing. Sometimes statements that are made in this regard, when people try to now try to wish something away which they don't want to get in, uh, uh, to fulfill or try to justify something, such statements are sometimes made which takes a person on the border of Iman and Kufr, Allah forbid, sometimes it might topple a person. Very, very dangerous, very delicate. We're doing something which we shouldn't be doing, acknowledge it. My weakness is wrong, Allah Ta'ala give me tawfiq, I am doing something which I shouldn't be doing, I must change it. That will inshallah become the stepping stone sooner or later for the tawfiq to come to change it. But a person starts uh, trying to minimize it, trying to make it small, something is a wrong is a wrong, he's trying to make it look like it's not a wrong, it's half a wrong. Can't be half a wrong, it's either wrong or right. Can't be half a wrong. So accept it, a wrong is wrong. Don't try to justify it in any way, don't try to trivialize it in any way, don't try to make some explanation and excuses, accept it, the wrong is wrong. That acceptance is already inshallah one step towards moving in the right direction. And that inshallah will become the means of tawfiq coming, because when a person is accepting it, then inshallah that conscious will be alive, and that will hurt him. And if it's hurting him, then when something is hurting, then there is hope that the person will now seek some treatment to relieve the pain. But if he has become desensitized to it, why? Because he is now taking it for granted, it's fine, it's not a serious thing, everybody is in part of it. So now, as a result, he became desensitized to it. Now there is no more pain. There is no more pain, there is no more hurt in the heart, there is no more regret, there is no more remorse, there is no feeling of that I am doing something that shouldn't be done. So now, where is he even going to think about changing it? He's not even going to think about changing it. And then if he doesn't think about changing it, then that toba never happens. So, we talk about making toba. Toba is including everything that is wrong. Everything that we shouldn't be doing. The least is that, the first step is that we already acknowledge it. Something is wrong, we don't ever try to make it look fine. It's not fine. Any case, coming back to the discussion of the ayat of the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala says, any person should not be mocking the other. And in this again, here again, one is the command, لا يسخر قومم من قومين. That's the command. But again, the Quran Sharif is not just a dry book of commands. This is a book of tarbiyat. It's a kalam of Allah Ta'ala. It's meant to nurture insan. And not just keep him at the level of insan, but he has become Musalman to make him a very good Musalman. So the one aspect was the command, 
that this is expressly forbidden that any person should mock the other mocking on what? somebody has some defect in some way defect, bodily defect some defect in his manner, in his way something unusual about him or something that he might be doing which somebody else might find to be a little bit different so now he is being made a mockery but is mocking him mocking him how? mocking him in a way it might be with words it might be with some gestures it might be with some expression, facial expressions Abdullah bin Abbas radiallahu ta'ala an he says the ayat of the Quran Sharif that Allah ta'ala mentions that on the day of Qiyamah the person will look at his book of deeds and he will be now astounded and he will be bewildered and he will exclaim Mali hadal kitab la yugadiru sagheeratau wala kabira illa ahsaha what is the matter with this book that there isn't the slightest small or big aspect but it is here I thought these things were all history everything is here obviously what a person has sincerely made toba from made amends from Allah Ta'ala out of his grace wipes it out but if that toba wasn't made that remains recorded there so now there are many explanations of this Mali Hadal Kitabi La Yugadiru Sagheeratau Wala Kabiratan The Sagheera and Kabira What is the meaning of the Sagheera and Kabira in this particular instance Abdullah bin Abbas the Mufassir of the Ummah he says Sagheera in this instance refers to a smile and Kabira to a facial expression meaning in a deriding and mocking manner over somebody else so somebody said something so now another person in a mocking manner, deriding manner, smiled over it meant to now look at this person now oh he made some expression, that's the Kabira now so this too is part of this mocking now if we really reflect and think over these things that some of these things don't even cross our mind sometimes we do it repeatedly and it doesn't cross our mind that this is not just wrong it's expressly forbidden one is something is wrong on a lower level this is in the Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala is saying لا يسخر قوم من قوم so all these levels of mockery in whichever level it is Allah Ta'ala has expressly forbidden it but these things just become taken for granted and we have some way to explain it away to some way to just now make it fine for ourselves whereas it's not fine in the court of Allah Ta'ala so the one aspect is the command where Allah Ta'ala says one person should never mock the other why? now this is the tarbiyad so one is the command and the other is Allah Ta'ala is making our tarbiyad asa'ayyakunu khayram minhum Perhaps the one you mocking is better than you. A person generally, the thing is that we should never ever be regarding ourselves as better than anyone. That is not just a statement for the sake of just something as a, well a statement for the sake of saying something. The reality of tawazu, tawazu is an extremely essential quality that should be deep down in the heart tawazu is primarily in the heart 
tawazu in action must stem from the tawazu of the heart when a person is conducting himself humbly in a humble manner he is speaking humbly he is receiving somebody humbly he is walking in a humble manner wala tamshi fil ardi maraha you know walking in a proud way so now this is all required he should be doing all this but primarily this must stem from the tawazu and the humility of the heart now if that is not there if it is just being done in order to impress somebody else then that is tasanno that is just a pretense that is going in the opposite direction if it is not being done to impress somebody the heart is still shaky in this regard but he understands that i need to humble myself so he is forcing himself heart is not really complying with what he is doing the heart is feeling differently but he is forcing himself to speak humbly to deal humbly to conduct himself humbly why because i should be humble i am not humble but i should be humble so this is a requirement this is a stepping stone to getting to where he should be man tawada alillah tawada the arabic word tawadu in arabic there's various different form, formulations and each one gives its own meaning so this is from a certain scale of words tawadu tafaul which has a degree of takalluf in it so which means that he's not yet he's forcing himself to do it there's a degree of pressure within himself to get it done in that way but that's how it commences now he's not doing it so that somebody else regards me as humble otherwise that itself is the height of takabbur that is using tawazu as a means of takabbur so in any case this this he is now conducting himself humbly externally so that he does become humble that alhamdulillah that's fine but the point is that the tawazu in reality and essentially is in the heart now what is this tawazu of the heart then person if he is going to be talking humbly we can understand we'll hear it how the humble manner in which the person talks he's walking humbly you can see it he's walking with humility he's not walking in a proud and boastful manner so there's some way in which a person walks humbly humble in a humble manner there is a form of that there's a form and a manner of talking humbly there's a manner of doing things humbly but how's the heart going to be humble what's the humility of the heart the heart how you going to make out is humble the humility of the heart is this reality in the heart that the heart believes not just as a as something as a abstract thing as some reality as a reality the heart starts believing it accepting it that i am the lowest of every muslim hazrat thani rahmatullahi used to say that i make this muraqaba daily person of that caliber mujaddid zamana hakimul ummah see that he makes this muraqaba daily if we think about it maybe once a year if we do it on the month alhamdulillah that will be very great also person of this caliber he says i make this muraqaba daily that at this moment in time i am the lowest of every muslim every muslim is better than me not just lip service this muraqaba was to bring this reality in the heart and this is the tawazu of the heart and when the heart really accepts this then the heart has truly become humble so this tawadu is tafaul is takalluf initially it will just be words it will just be on the tongue 
that I am the lowest, but the heart is not accepting it. The heart is still believing otherwise. But this tongue will have to continue saying it. And the pressure will have to be continuously put that I am like this. The heart is still not accepting it, but no, no, can't be. Say whether you accept it or not, this is the reality. And time and time again, eventually, gradually, this will start getting into the heart. إِذَا تَكَرَّرَ عَلَى الْلِسَانِ تَقَرَّرَ فِي الْقَلْبِ So now this is not just عَلَى الْلِسَانِ This is putting it in the mind and making the heart accept. But over time, every day, day in, day out, person is making this muraqaba, reminding himself. Then gradually the heart starts accepting it. And then the heart truly accepts it. This is when the real abdiyat starts. Because now if I am nobody and nothing, and who am I? I have to become the purely the servant of Allah Ta'ala, the slave of Allah Ta'ala. So, the point that we are discussing, the time has run out. Inshallah, we'll continue with this. The issue is that the tawazu, when a, just to finish off on this, when a person is truly humble, he really believes I am the lowest, then he will never mock anybody. Because even when a person doesn't believe that he is the lowest, he still has some respect for certain people, it might be his parents obviously, other elders in the family, not necessarily others who he holds maybe in very high esteem, his ustads, his mashayikh, ulama of the community, the imam, others, whoever. Even in the general public, there are people who he respects, he regards them, though we should regard everybody as better than us, but he regards this person as a pious person, this person is a senior person in the community. He'll never mock such a person. He won't mock such a person. Who will mock? So whether it's accepted or not, we mock those who we think we are better than them. And that is already the sign of this pride. Person won't mock somebody who he regards as better. We regard many people as better than us. As though, though we are still far from where we should be, where we regard ourselves as better than many, which is a total deception that we are in. But there are, mashallah, many people we do regard as better than them. Have we ever mocked such a person? So what this tells us about ourselves? That when we have mocked somebody, what has that, to- what that tells us about what's in our hearts? That we regard ourselves as better than that person. Therefore we feel he is worthy of being mocked. Allah Ta'ala save us from all these issues. Give us the topic of cleansing our hearts. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillah.